This is Minted. In this series, I'm talking to the people behind the NFT projects and products that are driving this space forward. I'll be talking to artists, musicians, collectors, as well as the teams behind some of the most interesting products and projects in the NFT space. The idea for the series is really to follow the journeys of these people. And through that, we're going to understand more about their projects, the NFT space, and where Web3 is going. In this episode, I'm talking to two brothers from Argentina who are building a new NFT marketplace. We talk about how they went from having the idea to starting the company in just a week. The brothers reached out to a friend of the family, Mateus Loeza, a veteran music producer who was looking into the potential of NFTs for Latin American artists at that exact moment. Because of this early partnership, their NFT marketplace called Enigma.art is now working with some of the best known visual artists and music acts in Latin America. They were able to publish the first version of Enigma.art pretty quickly, and since then, over the last several months, they've been building out an executive team and a strategy to take the product to the next level. The whole team behind Enigma are champions of Latin American artists and musicians. From interviewing them, I sense that they also have the ambition and vision to become a global marketplace that could rival OpenSea in the longer term. In the interview, we also discussed their views on how NFTs could be another turning point in the music industry. The full story and interview is coming up in today's episode. There's a couple of things I think are worth saying to give you some context about NFTs and marketplaces before we jump into this interview, just in case you're newer to the space or not familiar. So there's a big NFT community on Twitter, and Twitter's a great place to market and find new NFT projects and to share alpha, meaning trading tips. People use NFTs as their profile pictures on Twitter, as an indication of status, to align to a community and express their values in some cases. New NFT projects drive traffic from Twitter to their own Discord communities, where stories about the project and the team are shared with an engaged audience. That Discord community will have different motivations for joining. Some people are there because they love the artwork or the team behind it and see it as a valued collectible. Then there are other people who just see an opportunity for a profitable trade when the project actually launches. So what's important to understand there is that NFTs tap into some really universal behaviors around trading things, collecting things, creating things, stories and community building. With Twitter and Discord communities doing a great job at building up an audience and hyping up a new project, people need a place to actually mint or create these new NFTs and a secondary market to trade them. So that's where these marketplaces like OpenSea and Enigma come in. For anyone that doesn't know, an NFT marketplace looks like any other web platform that you could access from your phone or a web browser, like eBay or Amazon. On an NFT marketplace, you can browse and search by NFT collections, artist names, you can see what's trending, and you can obviously buy and sell NFTs. There's lots of NFT marketplaces. OpenSea is perhaps the best known and the most used at the moment, and with good reason. OpenSea raised $2 million in venture capital in November 2019. OpenSea then raised twice more in 2021, with $23 million in March and $100 million 
July at a valuation of $1.5 billion. Seeing the success of OpenSea last year, when I heard about Enigma and these two brothers from Argentina, who were just 17 and 20 years old, I really wanted to interview them, and I wanted theirs to be a journey that we follow on this podcast as well. And with that, let's get to the interview. You're going to hear first from Manuel Magoya. He's the younger of the two brothers. He's going to intro the story, and then his brother is going to jump in to help us go a little deeper into how this all started. Me and my brother, we wanted to get into crypto and in, into NFTs. He started using the, the, the family PC to mine, you know, to, to get Ethereum, Ether. And, and he started with the idea to, to kind of try to buy something off of some of the biggest artists in Latin America. So we started research and trying, trying to find out uh, an NFT marketplace in Latin America to buy something from, from them in order to, to support the creator as well, you know. Um, but we really didn't find anything. So we got the, the joint idea to, to make it a, to make it a business, you know, to make an NFT marketplace in Latin America. It, it's quite amazing that the, the story, I mean, he, he tells it kind of casual, but it all happened quite really fast. We started discussing this new thing we had found while actually laying in bed, preparing to get up for the morning. We knew who to contact um, to to get in touch with some of with with the artists and maybe another other producers because he's a big friend of our family, and they told us they were having the same ideas to to create the NFTs. It it was crazy, you know, because the, the Bobarda and Aleplay, which are two of the producers that are partners, they were also working exactly at that moment in the same things. They wanted to get into NFTs. Because, well, they were stopped by the pandemic. They couldn't do any shows and, and anything. And the pop art was trying to um, sell NFTs in OpenSea and was trying to, uh, you know, put so Stereo, which is one of the biggest bands in Latin America and one of the most influential in OpenSea. And then uh, the Play wanted to create their own smart contract. So we came with this project and with that engulfed all of that, you know, smart contracts, uh, the marketplace, and all from a native uh, origin, you know, from, from Latin America itself. On the technical side, I mean, uh, I, I know some to, like, to create ERC-20s, uh, contracts and, and tokens, you know, but we, we got in touch, in touch with some developers which helped me to, to, to create the first stage for the marketplace. So it all came together like a, like a perfect storm, you know, like a perfect storm of, of, of everyone trying to get into the same thing and, and us being able to provide that project and long-term view for everyone. Everyone really agreed and started working amazingly. And now we have a great team. We have our CEO, Chris Matias Luisaga. Uh, who has, you know, more than 15 years of experience in the music industry, working with pop art and, and bands such as Bueno So Estéreo and many, many more. And our CTO, Hernán Carrizo, which we did a huge headhunt for. Um, and well, our COO, Tomás Brown, who is also um, great, just, just great. And I think we, we created a team that is the best team for, for what we're doing right now. But crypto is, is it's, it's, really, it's really moving at a crazy pace. 
That's not to say that there aren't some real challenges ahead, though. I asked the brothers what they saw as some of the main challenges and to dig a little deeper into the strategy and their vision of what they see for the future of their platform, but also for the NFT industry as a whole. We're a long-term project, so we are really doing one-offs like many other marketplaces. I mean, we're not only an NFT marketplace, we are working with artists in a long-term way. We, we're having to, to educate some of the population about the about this new upcoming technology that is, of, of course, NFTs and crypto or crypto wallets and stuff um, that m some people just really don't know what we're talking about and don't understand the, the fact that digital assets can have a value. Um, and so we have to, we have the, the hurdle to, to overcome that is to, um, to educate the, most of the population about NFTs. I think what we're doing with Enigma is also validating a lot of this stuff, you know, to the crypto savvy people that already know that what's going on, we, we don't need to validate anything to them. The huge public that is listening to Bizarrap, the millions and millions of people that are listening to Bizarrap that maybe don't know about crypto and maybe only the 1% know, we need to validate this information to them, you know, using their own artists and their, their own artists saying to them, you, you, you look, this is amazing. You can finance yourself. You can sell your own art through no other intermediary. You know, it's crazy stuff, but if no one tells them that maybe, you know, it's not that it's not that easy, but if you have a figure or a, someone pushing from the other side, it's, it's also much easier. We also talked about Enigma's motivations to elevate musicians specifically. In talking about music, we obviously had to discuss the dominant players in music streaming like Spotify and Apple. Something we all agreed on was that if you're a new music artist, it's really hard to get noticed on Spotify alone. Even more, it's impossible to make a living from Spotify, even if you have a thousand true fans. I'll come back to this concept of a thousand true fans in a minute. The feeling from the brothers here was that Enigma has the potential to support artists financially. And that's because Enigma enables a direct and long-term relationship with fans. We want to help many up-and-coming up artists um, to grow and have the same opportunities that some of the, the bigger artists have had. Some of the biggest artists in Latin America were, were um, I mean, working in retail a couple of months before they, they got in touch with a producer that, that were able to publish them into, into the masses, you know? So we want to, we want to generate the opportunity and open uh, Enigma that is in our plans and open Enigma to other users uh, to just give them the opportunity to have uh, a place to be on with some of the biggest uh, artists. You might be wondering the same thing I was at this point, which is can't bands launch themselves to the entire world already on Spotify or Apple Music, the same platform as the world's biggest artists? Well, yes, they can. But because of the way Spotify pays out revenue to artists, the people who get more plays get a bigger slice of the money that Spotify generates from subscribers. So being on Spotify is really worthwhile if you have a growing audience or a large audience, but it's not a good way to sustain yourself if you're a smaller band or lesser known. 
To be more specific about the numbers, I used a couple of online royalties calculators. These allow you to put in the number of plays you expect to get per month on Spotify or Apple Music, and then it gives you an estimate of how much you would earn on each platform for that amount of plays. So I put in 10,000 streams per month, and for Spotify, that should get you about $40. It's a little higher on Apple Music at $50. Now let's compare that for a newer musical act or a lesser known one to the concept of a thousand true fans that Kevin Kelly wrote back in 2008. He says, you must have a direct relationship with your fans. That is, they must pay you directly. You get to then keep all their support, unlike a small percent of their fees you might get from a music label, a publisher, studio, retailer, or other intermediate. Kelly goes on to say that if you can generate $100 from each true fan, then you only need 1,000 true fans to be earning $100,000 a year. And that's a good living for most people. During the interview, I asked Miguel and Facundo about this 1,000 True Fans concept. Although they haven't heard of it, they've actually drawn the same conclusion on their own. Here's what they said when I asked them if a new artist should be putting their music on Enigma.art or Spotify. I think the answer is, is really both. We're not trying to actually directly compete with Spotify. We're, we're not trying to be a streaming service, at least not right now. So what we're trying to do with Enigma is really decentralized finance for all artists all around the world. If an artist is actually looking for finance and wants to make money from their music, um, I think Enigma is a much better choice than Spotify. Many bands have 5,000 views in Spotify and they're good bands. They have good content. They, they really make great content and they don't get rewarded for their, their, their hard work, not nearly enough. You don't, you won't get a lot of money. Um, unless you go viral in, on TikTok or something, but if, if you want to, you know, finance yourself through your real fans and your, your fanatic fans, um, you, you will go to Enigma, you say, okay, here's my music. You can buy a piece of my music. And when I sell it to the public, you will get a royalty. I mean, it's, it's basically that they, they put an album, they put a song, they sell part of it. Uh, the fans buy it, they can buy a lot, they can buy little parts. So, I mean, it's, it's all kind of really a decentralized, it's a, it's a way to finance yourself, not only the big artists that need producers to finance them and, you know, they will sell their music and, you know, the classic music industry, but we're bringing, we're bringing that and we're providing that opportunity to everyone, you know. One way some people might look at Enigma then is as a similar service to Kickstarter or Cedars, well-established online crowdfunding platforms. Aside from the obvious differences in regulation and maturity between those platforms and Enigma, it still remains to be seen if NFTs and a DeFi model for musicians could actually take off. There's two reasons I can see why this might really work. Connection and ownership. By investing financially in an artist, for some people, that might deepen their sense of connection with the artist. 
Maybe this means there's an opportunity for a kind of stock market for the creative industries, where people are speculating on which bands and artists will rise and fall. Or are we moving into a time where the friction is so low that bands can just leverage the blockchain directly in much the same way that NFT collections like the Board 8 Yacht Club have done previously? Or are we going to see a new form of marketing and management emerge that specialises in NFT community building for bands and other artists? Maybe there's a willingness now to have a more direct relationship with content creators because of a kind of large-scale social change towards data privacy and away from the kind of advertising that sells our personal data without letting us know or without even cutting us in. The kind of things that we've seen from Facebook, now Meta, and other platforms. Does this all mean that we could see a new wave of decentralised finance business models, not just for musicians, but as a direct investment in writers and other artists? The added benefit being that you would get a share in their future revenues, just like a shareholder would who's invested in a company. Anyway, there was one feature of Enigma that the brothers talked to me about that's actually in the works right now. It's called Multitrack. If you've ever recorded in a professional studio or you've recorded at home on a little four or eight track mixer, you'll enjoy this. For everyone else, when musicians record a song, they do it on separate tracks. That means that a sound engineer can then balance the sound more easily, like make the drums louder, add some reverb to the vocal or guitar tracks. You're able to make those changes individually without affecting the other tracks. And with these individual tracks, the brothers saw another opportunity that Enigma could offer to musicians in the future. We, we got the idea um, because we're working with a, with a music producer and he got the idea like to, to incorporate this because it would be like really fun for some upcoming arti artists to be able to use um, the tracks from more famous artists. Yeah. Into their song. Up. After buying the 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 NFT, they they get the the rights to use that and reproduce it. So uh, they they can use those tracks to create a, their own song, which can help them to to grow more in size as they are using I don't know the the voice lines or the tracks of of this big artist that is all the rage right now. All all with the approval with the original artist. Yeah, right? of course. So I mean. The original artists can say, no, I don't want to put my tracks in this multi-track multi -track player and it's totally fine. So we, we are all doing it with the approval of the artist. And in the final part of this interview, I asked the founders of Enigma, what's next? We're closing a funding round. We are launching huge artists and it's going to be great. We're uh, implementing the multi-track player. Um, We'll introducing the fiat uh, payment fiat payments yeah, wallet integrations we're doing we're also relaunching the marketplace with these new features i think i, I, I mean our, our main our main purpose was to um get to 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 create something um that was ours um and to 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 get to know the experience of creating uh, I, you know an enterprise and a company <laughs> um and we got the idea, we got the, the market, we got the, we got the, the things we needed. 
So, so we just started it out and this is how we're going. If you'd like to take part in the show or you have any questions, thoughts or feedback, you can reach out to me on Twitter at minted underscore podcast. 